Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. What is happening? Hope you guys are having a fantastic Thursday, a couple days away from Halloween. I am Chad Benson, in for Greg Corumbus, who's taking a few days off. Jim Garrity from National Review, as always here. And we do this every single day. We have the good, we have the bad, and we have the crazy. But today, Jim, we shall start with crazy because i said this earlier on my show and i'm sure i offended somebody this thing started out looking like fat albert and now we're down towards the uh, karen carpenter size when it comes to what's left in this thing yeah and so chad first of all thanks for joining us uh we're kind of going to the unusual uh order today i'm classifying this as a crazy martini and we should point out that we are recording this around the middle of the day. By the time people hear this, it's entirely possible the deal is blown up or they've changed it or something like that. I think the part that strikes me as craziest is that as of this morning, uh, the expanding the SALT, right, the expanding the state and local tax deduction, which has been a big priority for congressional Democrats in New York, New Jersey, California, a couple of other states where you have really high state taxes, really high property taxes, used to be able to deduct it to uh, the full amount. I think they, you know, in the Trump tax cuts, uh, they ended up capping it, I think, $10,000. So a lot of people in those places ended up having higher tax break, uh, higher tax bills because they couldn't deduct the full cost of their state and local taxes. For a bunch of Democrats, this has been a big priority. Other Democrats in other states aren't such a big fan of this because it ends up, uh, basically, they say, look, this is effectively a subsidy for the expensive parts of the country, paid for at the expense of other ones. Well, Apparently, as of this morning, when the Biden administration said, this is it, we have a deal, here's the framework, it did not say anything about state and local tax deduction. But that's okay, because Neil uh, of the Ways and Means Committee and Speaker Pelosi have reportedly given New York and New Jersey Democrats assurance it will be in the bill. Bill Pascrell of New Jersey and uh, I think it was, you know, Malinowski also say they're confident it will be in the final deal. Now, Chad, if you have a framework and you left stuff out when you, when you were writing it down, is it really a framework? No, no. It's, it's a, a uh, ridiculous. Like, oh, there's other stuff. It's in this lip bill. service. Just didn't bother to put it in there. <laughs> like, it's either it's service. in or it's not. There's not this like nether, you know, purgatory for certain proposals that are another quite. It's Schrodinger's proposal. It's in the bill and it's out of the bill at the same time. It is uh, as somebody who's lived in one of those high tax states, California. Uh, I'm sure this affected them in ways that is is just i've had friends who were like i can't it's i can't do this anymore just because of the taxes they're still super lefties but they realized that at some point in time uh they had to get rid of this and a lot of them felt like this was trump getting back at the the democrats uh but it's not in there because they are trying to get essentially looked on this thing you know 20 pounds of crap in a 10 pound bag uh is the way that this thing's going down and they're not going to get everything they want they went from having what 14 16 weeks of 12 weeks of uh, family paid leave down to 20 minutes they're you know it's they want to get something done they're trying to give lip service to everybody but at the end of the day it, it is nothing compared to what it what they wanted and even at this point i don't think they're going to get some of the stuff that they're even hoping to get in there the way, like you said, by the end of this day, they'll probably have a new framework. Yeah. And by the way, while this could change by the time listeners hear this, as of earlier this morning, Bernie Sanders, when he came out, said, look, I'm not on board. 
I got to see the legislative language. You know, he wants assurances from the House. Like he, he didn't sound like he was ready to sign on to this. And the statements from Manchin and Cinema made it sound like they thought it was good progress. They were kind of vaguely positive, but there was not a yes, we have a deal. You have our votes. So I, look, this could be another case of Lucy and the football. Democrats could say we're really close to a deal, but then they kick, kick the can down the road because they don't have it. They wanted to have it done before Biden went off to Europe for the big climate session. Uh, you know, I, God knows what's going to happen from here on out. But I think the fact they're they don't have an agreement on what the, you know the framework actually is, and they're insisting that things that are not listed are actually still in it is probably a really bad sign for the final passage, at least for a while. Yep. Absolutely. It's through Martini Lunch. I'm Chad Benson and for Greg Karamas. Jim Garrity is here. Uh, we're going to get to our other thing because we still have, we still got a good, we still got a bad, but that was your crazy. And now let's talk a little bit about Made In. Now, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? Well, the short answer is they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. Now, Made In produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made In products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. They have more than 40,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. That's the restaurant guide, not the tires. Made In is better cookware for better meals. And right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off of your first order with the promo code MARTINI, M-A-R-T-I-N-I. This is the best discount available anywhere for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com forward slash martini. Use the promo code MARTINI for 15% off of your first order. That is madeincookware.com forward slash martini and using the promo code MARTINI. Mm, sounds like a good thing to do right there. I was looking at pots and pans this weekend. Those things are so expensive. Made in. Sounds awesome. Uh, Jim Garrity here. It is three martini lunch. Chad Benson in for Greg Columbus. So we just had the crazy. Now let's move to the good because these vaccine mandate things are a little tricky, especially when you have special interest groups and others who start asking for favors. It's not going to be as mandate simple as the White House thought. Yeah, so this was kind of fascinating. Although maybe some would say uh, foreseeable, and you know, for, because before anyone starts misconstruing, yeah, I think you should go out and get your vaccination. If you, if you don't have any questions, go talk to your doctor. By the way, as I say that, I, pre- I was reminded the other day, apparently about twenty five percent of Americans don't have a regular doctor. A lot of these people are uninsured. Or a lot of these people just kind of get out of the habit of going to a doctor. It's probably a good idea to go to a general practitioner, get your physical, get checked up, make sure everything's working the way you do. And if you have questions about the vaccine, talk to them. There is a small percentage of people who may very well be allergic to one or more of the ingredients. Uh, if you had a, if you got the vaccine the first shot and you had a really bad reaction to it, your doctor may not want you to have the second shot. So there are a couple people in this country who really shouldn't get the shots, but they're pretty rare. But I think you should go out and get it. But I, boy, oh boy, I have not liked the mandates. I got real nervous when you know the government says we have the right to make you put something into your body that you don't want. And you know, lo and behold, the Biden administration is finding that enforcing this is tougher than they expected. The White House coronavirus. This is all from the Washington Post. The White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Jeff Zients, 
indicated that the Biden administration could be flexible as it enforces the president's executive order requiring federal workers and government contractors to vaccinate their workers. Um, by the way, a whole bunch of business groups that are federal contractors and subcontractors were like, ah, look, enforcing this, particularly right before the holidays, is going to be really, really tough. We don't want to be in a situation where we're firing good employees because they haven't gotten vaccinated, particularly if they've caught COVID-19 in the past year and they still are likely to have some sort of natural immunity. Well, lo and behold, Zeint said Wednesday that the vaccine mandate is just trying to protect as many people with the coronavirus as possible, not to punish them by getting them fired from their jobs should they be unvaccinated by due dates. And so the vaccination deadline had been November 22nd. Contractors had a December 8th headline. I, I don't know about uh, uh, you, Chad, but I kind of have this thought, hmm, November 22nd, Kennedy assassination. December 8th, yeah. okay, day after Pearl Harbor. Uh, but anyway, it says, to be clear, we're creating flexibility within the system. We're offering people multiple opportunities to get vaccinated. There is not a cliff here. Um, so I, I think it's a good sign, uh, although I think it's kind of you know amusing to see this administration that had once been like, ah, if you're not vaccinated, we're going we're to get these people. We're going to punish these people. We can, you know, you must do this. And then all of a sudden, now that they see just how many employees are like, eh, I don't want to do this, or eh, I've got natural immunity, I feel fine. Uh, you know, you, 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 there's no way to not have a staffing problem uh, with if you decide to say, get vaccinated or get fired. And lo and behold, you know, companies, when we already have a worker shortage, we already have like, you know, was it 10.4 million unfilled jobs in the country? All of a sudden, enforcing this vaccine mandate is looking a little tougher than the administration thought. I welcome the, their, the administration's rethinking of their approach, and I suggest empathy and flexibility in dealing with people who could be anything from I've got natural immunity to I'm afraid of needles to whatever reasons that uh, they are hesitant about getting the vaccine. Well, you know, people have their own reasons. And like I said, I'm with you. I went and got the shots. I've also had it. I had it before. Uh, my family's all had it. Natural immunity has been completely left out of any of these conversations, which boggles the mind. But at the end of the day, I've seen too many of these things where, you know, you start with some sort of mandate, Jim, and then all of a sudden it goes from you got to be tested once a week to no, it's this or else. And I think that's the fear that people have when the government says, let's try and mandate something. Yeah, it, it, this went from. Uh, encouraging and welcoming and incentivizing to punitive really, really fast. Very, very fast. Uh, he's Jim Garrity. I'm Chad Benson in for Greg Columbus. I'm sitting in a chair, but the chair's not very good, Jim. <laughs> well, Chad, I don't like to laugh at you, but I'm going to do that <laughs> because I'm sitting in an X chair right now. Yes, I was the one who was lucky enough to get one. Um, and I, I just say that, you know, it makes sitting down to do my work each day just feel easier, better, fun. And that's even on the days when I'm not doing the massages or the heating or the cooling or anything like that. Uh, can your current office chair heat up or cool down? Because the X chair can. It's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed and made for X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumber or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. Yeah, maybe that's the, that's the downside of the X chair. It ruins you for all other chairs. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort. Those are all the reasons you will love your X chair. Now you won't, soon you won't be, three, two, one. Now I can't wait to be at work. And sometimes even if I'm not working, I just sit in my X chair just to feel it. Take my advice, try X chair for yourself, risk-free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair can be, I suspect you'll never go back. Go to xchairmartini.com. That's the letter X, chair, M-A-R-T-I-N-I.com. 
or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Remember, it's xchairmartini.com. Oh, see the way I did that? You guys like that? It's, 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 it's <laughs> professional right there is what I did. Three Martini lunch, and we're going to do it again here. Watch the segue. We've had the crazy. We've got the good. Now we've got the bad. And it is bad because the, the fall off in our GDP, Jim, is that's not a good thing. And I think they're hoping that they can somehow rescue the fourth quarter with some dazzling numbers. But at the end of the day, with the supply chain, inflation, a lot of other things, and now consumer confidence starting to slip, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, Chad, I talked a bit about this with Greg earlier in the week that uh, I think if you ask most people, how's the economy doing? They'd probably say, oh, not that good, pretty bad. Between inflation, supply chain issues, they can't find stuff in the stores. Uh, they go to fill up the tank and they feel like gas prices are really high. There are a bunch of reasons where people feel like, oh, the economy is not doing too well. But yeah, I don't think people necessarily thought we were knocking at the door of a recession. Well, last Friday, National Reviews Institute did an event. They had Kevin Hassett, who used to be the chairman of the economic chairman of the President's Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump administration. And Kevin Hassett, who's just this usually cheery, uh, amiable guy, had this incredibly dark assessment of where the economy is going, at least in the, the short to medium term. And one of the things he said is that, look, you know, a week on Thursday, you're going to get the GDP numbers and they're going to be pretty bad. And, you know, the consensus forecast had been about 3%. Well, today they're at 2% and that's not good. By the way, keep in mind, these numbers can be revised. Usually they only get revised like one tenth of a percentage point or two tenths of a percentage point, one direction or the other. Now, you might be saying, oh, okay, 2%, that's not too bad. That's worth keeping in mind that last quarter it was 6.7%. So it's a fairly significant drop. And I think the more really troubling thing is that this is measuring from uh, basically from like the July, August, September. So you're starting to feel that rattle in the engine of the economy. You're starting to see some of the supply chain stuff. And I think people would say that in the past month or so, Supply chain issues have been really, really bad. You've seen the images of the ships sitting around off the coast of California. Uh, reports of school school systems are having a hard time stocking up school lunches because they can't get supplies. Like it's become a lot worse. And also, I, I just feel like in the last month or so, you hear more people talking about inflation, grocery prices, gas prices. Um, you probably saw the report that the uh, Thanksgiving is going to be more expensive this year than ever before. Um, and I don't know about you, like I just don't see between inflation and fuel prices and food prices and a worker shortage and you know supply chain issues. I don't think they're going to fix in a two month span. In fact, most of the you know a lot of, a lot of stores are saying buy your Christmas presents now because we don't know if there's going to be stuff on the shelves in, in December. So my guess is that you know this was a disappointing quarter for the U.S. gross domestic product. Now, I think the the one we're in right now, this the fourth quarter will be probably be worse than that. I don't think it's crazy to think it could be negative. And I think most people who've looked at these supply chain issues say, look, this is not going to get resolved presto changeo really, really fast. But most people say it's going to continue into 2022. Some people say yeah. it could end in early 2022. A lot of them are saying it's going to be at least to mid-year. And some think it could be well into 2022 before all these supply chain issues get down. Well, none of that is good for economic growth. Not yet. It's very hard for, sales, for stores to have sales if they have no goods on the shelves, right? So you Absolutely. add all that up. Two consecutive quarters of, neg of negative growth or a shrinkage in the GDP doesn't seem all that crazy to me. And that's technically the definition of a recession. So if you thought the outlook, I, I suppose if you're looking for a silver lining to this bad cloud, um, 
the bad news is that uh, I mean, like you know, right now, the, it, things look terrible for Democrats in the midterms as is. If you throw a recession on top of that, maybe it makes 2010 and 2014 look like, you know, small waves compared to what could happen. I think people are going to be extremely foul mood starting next year, or if they're not in foul mood already. I think a lot of people are in a foul mood, and I think Tuesday night is going to be a a wake-up call potentially for the Democrats and what happens in Virginia. And the whole thing about the supply chain, when Walmart came out with their Black Friday stuff, uh, Jim, they, they're releasing it in, in waves of three where you can buy it online and then you can get it in, you know, in store, but it starts like the first week of November, but there is no black Friday afterwards yet because they don't know what they're going to have to sell. So they can't release something if they don't have products. Yeah. By the way, a lot of this stuff in terms of supply chain can turn into kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. In that if you know, you're reading these reports, you're hearing the stores aren't sure what they're going to have on their shelves in December. Well, if you see it on the shelves, you better get it now. And in fact, maybe you better get two or you better grab what you can. And this kind of creates this, I don't want to say necessarily panic buying, but like people start buying more than they otherwise might not. It's kind of like the whole situation with toilet paper back at the beginning of the pandemic, right? When all of a sudden, like, oh, I better, you know, it's almost like the run on the banks and ATMs. You know, people are afraid, oh, my, I'm not sure my money's secure in the bank. I'd better take it out. All of this kind of turns it creates a momentum to self-sustaining momentum. So none of this is good news. But uh, hey, don't worry, America. I'm sure I'm sure Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will have this all figured out. Totally got it sorted out. He is Jim Garrity. I am Chad Benson. Check me out at, at Chad Benson Show. Jim, tell him where to grab you. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Jim Garrity. I can be found at National Review or at the Morning Jolt Newsletter every weekday uh, and in the corner usually several times a day. Absolutely. As always, fun to do. That's your three martinis. We will do it again tomorrow. You guys have a great rest of your day. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit DanaRadio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.